tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know him. Johnny, you just totally ruined that, brother. This is the this is the first time I've ruined that 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 that's what been are you ruined. Talking about? Hey, that, he usually nails that part. What are you? And I'm over mocking me. I'm right not on there. camera. I'm not on mic. I don't yeah, know what I'm, you're talking I'm, about. I'm not. So <laughs> let, let me try it again. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock, dude. There we go, rock. brother. We are in it, dude. <laughs> the new year is smoking pure fire, dog. Everything's been going great. Uh, big shows are coming up. The kids are all talking about it. We're going live to the big heart of Texas. We're going to be at the Fort Worth Fucking hyenas, brother, myself, Eddie Bravo, actually the place to be, and Reed Becker, the fourth Beatle, will be joining us, dude, <laughs> live, and then the whole crew is jumping on a plane, and we're going to be in OKC on the 25th, okay, and that's going to be at the Bricktown, yeah, Bricktown. Uh, comedy club in OKC. 420 Again, short people. 420. 420. There's no football going on, so you know you have no excuses. Come out and rock. And yes, we will begin to the Bigfoot Wars in that Johnny keeps asking about Johnny. We're gonna be doing an episode on the Bigfoot Wars. Probably changed uh American history. A lot Can't of people wait. don't Can't know. Can't wait. That. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, and you know, as you know, uh you know, that treaty between man and Bigfoot is probably come to an end. So it might get ugly coming up, but that's a whole different story. Guys, if you love this show and you just can't get enough, even though we're giving you three hours every week, you want some more, go to Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash uh, and you, uh, Tinfoil Hat. And dude, I'm just cranking out content in there. I'm doing it for you, the people. All right. It's a great way to support the show. $5 make you holler. Join us. Join us in the revolution, and the t-shirts are coming, and the t-shirt should be up. It's the brand new I Killed Epstein t-shirts are now available on tinfoilhattshirts.com. Brother! Brother! I'm from another mother. Guys, uh, today's episode is going to be very, very awesome, dude. I'm very excited about having this guy on. He is from the uh, Infinite Fringe podcast. You can hear him on iHeartRadio, please welcome to have a very interesting discussion that this is the episodes I love to do the most on the show, the shit that's like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Please welcome Billy Ray Valentine, everybody. How are you, brother? Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What's up, everybody? How you doing? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Greetings to everyone out there listening. Well, dude, thanks for coming on, dude. I always love when you have like podcasters and people on shows, man. They understand how to do it. They're not afraid to talk. Sometimes you got to pull stuff out from other people. But, man, I can tell <laughs> we're going to have a great show. Uh, before we get into our topic, I would love for you to tell everybody about your shows. You have multiple shows. You're, 
You're 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 one degree away from David Ike, which is uh, all good in my book, brother. So tell us a little bit about your shows. Man, uh, thanks for the opportunity, man. And I'm all over the place at this point, man. I I, I got to shed some shows because I'm doing way too many. But um, I'm on Truth Frequency Radio, right? It's at 7 p.m. Eastern every Sunday live. It's the Infinite Fringe. And I also have a podcast by the same name with some crossover. There are different episodes on the podcast that won't be on Truth Frequency Radio. But I've been doing that for about two and a half years and I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people and do a lot of really cool things, so I'm very happy about it. I'm also over on Iconic, and that's uh, Jamie Ike's, uh, David Ike's um, new platform, and I do a show over there called America Unplugged, um, and uh, I'm over on hackerhameen.podbeam.com, and that's where I do the pro wrestling stuff. I have a show there called uh, The Wednesday Locker Room. And we get into a lot of pro wrestling shouts to the Andrew Bello and to Steve King, who are my co-hosts there. And, um, yeah, that's what I do. And the PW Hustle also, that's another show that I do. I love it, dude. <laughs> I'm like you. I love – I do a lot of shows. I have a tinfoil hat. I have Punch Drunk Sports. I have the Patreon. I, I – I, you know, Seinfeld a long time ago was like, I'm, if I'm going to be a comic, I'm going to treat like a job, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to work every day. I'm going to work every day. I'm going to do it. And that's kind of how I see – you know, podcasting for me. And that's uh, why I'm proud to announce that Johnny and I are going to be doing a brand new show starting this Thursday. It's called Broken Simulation. And it's basically uh, more fun, right? It's just it, fun. We're, yeah. we're going to take the uh, dude. Stop being so enthusiastic, Johnny. I mean, I'm trying <laughs> but, to sell yeah. and put some money in your pocket. You know, it's it's going to be just us doing the crazy stories of the week and just riffing, getting a little away from. I mean, we'll talk some conspiracies if it comes up, but it's more meant to be just like the broad comedy because I, I just want to talk crazy and not just get weird all the time. So that's a broken simulation that will be out this week. Um, the reason Sounds fun. I'm excited, dude. Sounds it's kind of it's going to be like a Crystalia's um, uh, congratulations and Theo Vaughn's. Uh, this past weekend. It's just going to be fun about the, the craziest stories going on. Like, the, dude, you hear about the dude who got busted uh, smoking meth, d jerking off and fighting five <laughs> yeah, cops, 15 that. cops? Like, that's yeah. wanting it right there. But back to the <laughs> show. Uh, we, got, we have the legendary Billy Ray on the show, Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, somebody put out a tweet, and it caught my eye, and I'm like, that's a show we have to do. And the show is... The dark arts in pro wrestling. I love this topic because I grew up on pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. I'm not into the newer stuff, even though I kind of see them kind of drifting back into, like, I'm from the old days, the dad bod days. Sergeant Slaughter coming in looking like your father, you know, <laughs> a little hungover, willing to fight. Like, I love that stuff. Like, dude, when I got to meet Roddy Piper... That was the one of the coolest things ever happened in my life. Uh, how did you get into uh, just the whole world of pro wrestling? And then uh, what's up with the new resurgence of pro wrestling? I feel like it's bigger than ever, Billy. I don't know, man. You know, it's um, it's actually, in my opinion, going through a, a downspin. I mean, you, you can spin it either way, I guess. But uh, it's never been, at least the WWE, it, it's in a really bad spot creatively. In my opinion, I only watch it to be 100% honest because I have to cover it. Otherwise, I wouldn't watch it anymore. Um, I got into it when I was four years old, man. You know, um, my mom used to work late and my aunt used to take care of me and she used to let me stay up late and I used to watch it on Spanish television. 
because uh, she used to love it. And uh, Hulk Hogan was my idol. You know, I used to love watching that. And uh, and it stayed with me throughout my life. I just kept watching and kept watching. And, um, you know, I wanted to take a dive into this whole podcast thing. So I started doing the PW Hustle with my boys. And uh, and then I got uh, sucked in to OneWrestling.com. I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Apter, uh, but he's a, a legendary reporter, you know, and um, I started working for him for a bit. And uh, then we spent off to Hacker Hameen. So that, that's why I've been doing uh, wrestling podcasting forever. But I love it. I love the art of professional wrestling. I love uh, going to indie shows, you know, and, and seeing new talent. I've been doing it all my life. It's like a part of me already. So, that I mean, that's how I got into it pretty pretty much. It, it's a wonderful sport. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing spoiler alerts, but does anyone <laughs> care it's not real? I mean, does anybody? I mean, like, it's theater, dude. It's it's great. It's uh, it's the, one of the greatest plays you'll ever watch There's, i know let me right, tell right. you as a guy you're gonna, you're gonna offend a lot of people by calling it a play it's theater Trust dude me. i agree I mean, but in essence, well i mean right are, you, are you telling me i'm wrong by saying it's a play no it is yeah completely but they don't want to it's like saying that they, they're playing with dolls they're called action figures it's like when you <laughs> say things like that dude if you call their little their their action figures i'm just saying I'm saying you're retarded. That's what uh, I'm saying because I don't see why it's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great, it's a great screenplay. It's a. I'm not saying that everything is scripted, but it's like, dude, the the good guy, the heel, it's the backstory. Like it's like a, a male soap opera. Why is that so bad? I love it. I mean, I don't never. I never was like, well. I mean, let me tell you, those hits are real. I did it with Jason Ellis, man. He planted me one time. <laughs> I couldn't feel my my jaw didn't go right for two days. Like that's some real shit. Are you offended by me saying that, Billy Ray? No, not at all, man. I think you're absolutely right. You know, and especially nowadays, what yeah. they're doing is um, they're bringing down the curtain. So there's this term called kayfabe, right, where everything's supposed to be kept secret. It's it's pretty much out in the open nowadays that it's fake. You know, that it's a fake thing. So you can go anywhere and, and uh, there's a character being played on television by, let's say, Paige, who's a professional wrestler. She's completely different online and you can go online and see her be who she is, you know. So it, there's the wrestling purist from back in the day have an issue with it. You know, they, they say that it, it hurts the sport. And I, I can't disagree with them because, it, it you know, it, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief yeah, and I get invest that. yourself. Go ahead. What's up? I do get that. I get that. I, I, I Maybe for me. A little bit, the the magic died when the Iron Sheik and, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan got busted in a car together. Right, right. I always say that's the second conspiracy in my life. First one is Santa Claus. Okay, when you found out Santa Claus was real, you're like, you're just basically your parents are using a giant blackmailing scheme, right, Anya? And then, <laughs> and then the second one is uh, uh, when. Iron Sheik and, and Hacksaw got busted. And I was like, you're supposed to hate each other. At that moment, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, something's up, dude. But I, I never hated it. I just, what what got away from me was like the homoeroticism of, of pro wrestling today. Like the dudes are in way too good a shape. It's just, it's not, it's like, I love being like, oh, that could be me in there when I watch Sergeant Slaughter fight. And even though, you know, Rowdy Piper was in great shape, but he still wasn't, like, chiseled, right? He was like, 
You know, he's in good shape. You can tell he was athletic, but he wasn't like that. That looked like could could be you out there. Like Andre the Giant, he wasn't all. He was just big. Yeah. Like he, but he wasn't like yoked or like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was just. What is this era big. called, Billy Ray? Is this an era? Is it called. Is it's there- called the era that sucks. It's freaking awful. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you want to. If you want to sit down and watch it, it's just it's just the I think it's the worst, te- the worst program on television that's still running. I don't understand how it hasn't gotten canceled at this point. It's just so incredibly bad. And I'm talking about Monday Night Raw and uh, ratings keep dipping and dipping and dipping. But they seem to have a job. They seem to have a time slot niched in for them regardless, which is something we can talk about. You know, you got into Santa Claus. Right. And you guys called it a theater, you know. And, and it gets to the root of the conspiracy, quote unquote, right? The dark arts of a professional wrestling, because ultimately professional wrestling is an art form based on deception, right? It's It's been based on deception since, in, since its inception, since the beginning, right? You're supposed to believe that it's real. At least back in the day you did, like people would have actual fights over it. You know, in, in Puerto Rico, there was no joke. You know, people would like beat each other up in the stands, try to kill the wrestler, you know, because they really thought he was a bad guy. Yeah. You know that. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm, I totally agree with you. One hundred percent. They they really believe these guys were these people. Right. Right. And and uh, that is a microcosm to the to the rest of the world. So look at what they do. Right. Look at what they do. And let's take the WWE. It's the the biggest example. Right. They tell you what to think. They tell you who to root for and who not to root for. Right. It's good versus evil. They'll switch them and you go along with whatever they do. They lead you around by the nose. At least that's what they want to do. Right. They pick a face of the company. They pick this guy and you're going to love him. They picked Hulk Hogan. They picked Bruno San Martino. Yeah. They picked Stone Cold Steve Austin. They picked John Cena. And now they picked Roman Reigns. And they didn't give up on Roman Reigns until you loved him or until he got over because people booed him forever. But they kept going and kept going and kept going. So they tell you everything they want you to do. It's like culture creation. It's like it's like the real world. And that's why I got hip to stuff in large part was because I started watching professional wrestling and I started getting hip to the work before I knew it was a work. Like, wait a minute. okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Now it's very easy. You can go on the Internet and find out what's going to happen before the Internet. I was just sitting there. I'm like, okay, this guy right here. He's going to be world champ. They're going to make him world champ. When, when The Rock was coming up, I knew he was going to be the world champ before, you know, most people just because of the way it was being framed. It's the same thing in the in the political realm. It's the same thing in the real world. Oh, for they sure. They lead you around dude. by the nose. They tell you who to like. They tell you what to do. Like same exact thing. If you watch right now, you have uh, Tulsi Gabbard. And I know there's a different fu- opinions on her. You know, I, I want to believe in her, but i just been let down by the last two presidents, to right. be honest with you. I mean, we ju- I was just talking to Johnny how this guy put out on Instagram that supposedly Trump has informed uh, some prisons that uh, 23 very uh, powerful uh, politicians will be going to prison. You know, and we're like, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. You know, exactly. uh, we see that Tulsi Gabbard. We saw that with Elizabeth Warren when she started rallying against Wall Street. That was all part of this script. 
Uh, I mean, we just see it happening. They try to do a Camille Harris. Her just her record couldn't. We see it happen all the time. I mean, uh, 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 Barack Obama. That whole thing is just scripted like a motherfucker, man. We saw it come in like. You know, they're like, oh, dude, everybody hates old white guys. So who who can we kind of slip in? This charismatic black man, dude. And all the white girls like, he's so cute. And, they, you know, and they just play us like like we're just like just uh, idiocracy, you know. Right. And you could see right. it happening in pro wrestling. Like, I mean, like you it was always you see comedians do jokes. You always knew who was going to win the fight when like the ultimate warrior versus like Bill, right? And Bill had the like <laughs> the worst shorts on, and he, like he always got his ass kicked. One of my favorite like Rock Piper's pits was when he had one of these. I don't know what they call that guy that's always there to get his ass kicked. Is there a term for that dude? Like he's yeah, just, they, they call them uh, enhancement talent or or jobbers, right? But they don't like to be called jobbers. Yeah, but that's the like jobbers. You the, see the, the word for that. So the enhancement talent is what we should like use. A, why would someone be a jobber? <laughs> Why would somebody be a jobber? <laughs> like, at some point when you realize they're not going to make you, like, are you just that deep into it you can't get out? Is it like... It's like mall cops. No, it's like, you know, it's like it's like cruise ship comics. They're like, fuck. Nobody's like, I want to play well, the cruise. Living, right? So I guess they, they just want to continue living out their dream. It beats being in an office. You yeah, know, so I mean, you go true. there and you, and you become enhancement talent and you teach and you hope for the best. That at some point, maybe you catch a break. Has there ever been an enhancement talent that turned into like a superstar? Um, from what I can think of, I mean, but this was scripted this way. It was called, it was a uh, uh, X Pac or Sean Wallman, the one, two, three kid. You know, he was quote unquote enhancement talent, but it was all a script to get him to a certain spot. So, I mean, he's the best uh, one that I can think of. They had uh, this guy, Gilberg, um, I forget his actual name, but he, he was enhancement talent. And uh, he was uh, taken and they made him into a Goldberg clone, like a, like a mock of, of Goldberg. Oh, yeah, and he yeah, became yeah. a big, a big star. There's been a few. Now, you talk about like how the numbers are down. Uh, it yeah. just seems like I see more and more people talking pro wrestling. And now you got this new pro wrestling group, ECU. Is that what it's called? And they AEW. AEW. Huh? I mean, like, dude, yeah. the, the stunts they're doing. I don't know how more people aren't like getting like crippled, dude. They're like right. insane. Like, no, I'm like, you're really going for it, dude. But there seems to be like a movement back to, and I, I and you kind of see this in Hollywood too, where like the actors got too pretty and people stopped following it. And then like cable happened and stuff like Breaking Bad or The Walking Dead. If you compare like The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad's cast to like CSI Miami, right? I mean like it's like one looks like regular people like Johnny, like like fours and fives, right? And, mm, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, the other ones are like smoking. I think there's like, I feel like this new organization's kind of going back to like normal looking people. Instead of these, like, these, like, like John Cena, these, like, white nippled steroid dudes. <laughs> well, the little guy has taken over, you know, so it's it's like uh, any anyone can be a star nowadays. Right. If, if before, in particular, in the 80s, it was the land of the giants, all the big dudes like a Hogan, you know, or, or a Andre the Giant that you guys mentioned. These were like massive people. 
uh, nowadays, it's, uh, you know, a little guy like AJ Styles, who isn't like ridiculously little. He's about six feet tall or, or Daniel Bryan, who I think it's 5'11", you know, and he doesn't look very menacing. You know, they can be big stars just based on their ability inside the ring. They can get people to get behind them. So there's been some type of change in that area. You see in comedy, it's like the more relatable somebody is, the more uh, more uh, stereotypical somebody is, the more they click with people. It's just, it's easily digestible shit. Uh, the, the most, the biggest mystery, and then we'll get into some dark arts, is uh, why hasn't Hogan ever shaved that head? I mean... You look like, I mean, he just has like spaghetti hanging down from the back of his head. And the whole top is like, just like, he looks like, you remember when, you remember when like Jason Voorhees came out of the water? Like he just had that weird, like stringy hair. That's what Hogan looks like now. It's like, how come nobody's ever told him to shave? And if he did shave, Johnny? Well, he doesn't take that bandana off too much though. And I think he still wants the hair hanging out of the bandana. And when he has the bandana on, it looks the Dude, same. And so. when you're that old and you can still pull that look, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to rock that hair, dude. That's like a, a reverse That's like a, a reverse mohawk, right? It's like it's going <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. down. It's going around the <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Right? You know, he should shave. You know what he should use? He should use our friends at Manscaped, who is the best in, in men's Below the belt grooming, Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for the family jewels. It's 2020, so you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Dude, I have been just trimming down, brother. I take care of myself. And that's why Manscaped has a new redesigned electric trimmer. The, their Lawnmower 2.0 has pro, pro, proper skin-safe technology so it trims and won't nick your nuts. I've tried stabbing my dick because I'm like that far down the wheel. Weirdness, right? Nothing. I can't I can't do nothing. It just doesn't even help me get off. But thanks to their new thing, I have nice trim nuts. Now I, you know, I have my package. I need every inch I can get. When I shave down, it looks like I got a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like my dick is like Zion Williams, right? <laughs> I'm telling everybody I'm six seven. He's really six five. But thanks to Manscaped, I can trim it down, dude. Manscaped also has a crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You're already putting deodorant on your armpits. Why not put it on your nutsack, right? I mean, like we've just gotten to the point where eating groceries now is like part of like oh, the loving, it's right? In. It's in. You go down, you eat groceries like a champion. <laughs> dude, thanks to our good friends at Manscaped, dude. As an Armenian, I need to trim down. I usually have to get like a weed whacker, right, or a lawnmower, but not thanks to Manscaped. They take care of me, and they're going to take care of you. That's right. Just for our listeners, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. Just use the promo code TINFOILHAT. And you will get, uh, the, you're going to get 20% off plus your shaving. That's Dude, right. You got to be doing that shit outside. What? The mess you leave after you trim. You Dude, you be, know what, dude? You got to do that shit outside. Dude, that is rude and that is racist. All I know okay? is. Why are you being racist with our friends on the line? I got, I got my fucking <laughs> Billy, friend Billy Ray here and you're fucking being racist like that. He probably won't come back to the show. Probably yeah. not. Billy, probably not. are you, uh, are you, uh, what are you, Puerto Rican, Dominican? What are you? Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican, man. Yeah, I'm sorry for my Mexican friend. I know. <laughs> you guys are much higher on the power scale. 
a fucking Latino, so I, I, I appreciate you uh, dealing with Mexican Drake over here. But guys, if you if you want a cool haircut like Mexican Drake, you could even use the fucking Manscaped to get that weird little gay thing you put in your hair. It's gone. So go to uh, it's gone. No more gay. He's come fully out of the closet. Everybody get twenty percent free shipping. Use the promo code Tinfoil Hat one word at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Tinfoil Hat. So brother. Let's get in to this because I am so excited to hear what you have to say. Obviously, we all love pro wrestling, but you're telling me there's a lot of dark, sinister stuff. I mean, here's my opinion, dude. Nobody, nobody gets that big without a little help from the Dark Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like the WWE, you don't get that big. You don't become... Because there's a WWE, and then they're going up against what? Like WCW? What was Ric Flair in? WCW, yeah. yeah. He was back. And they were never could get as big as the WWE, or that time was the WWF. And I'm always like, man, if you're that big nationally, there's a CIA dark never, hands. I never thought about it. Why not? Kids love this shit. This is like... When I was a kid, I watched you. Or when you were a kid, you watched. Yeah. He said when he was a kid. So why not target the kids on WWE? A little bit of programming. I never noticed it. Yeah, yeah. L- ran through my mind. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, it's a, it, it's a it's a tool for for culture creation. And I don't think that uh, the wrestlers themselves are aware of any of the programming that's going on. You see, a, a lot of this stuff has uh, breached over into the mainstream when. Uh, when conspiracy became the thing on YouTube or on the internet, you know, these corporations just lashed, lashed up on it and started using it like uh, Bell Luminati, right? The Taco Bell thing, right? It's just out there. It's, it's supposed to be funny. And so it's all over the place now, right? And uh, the programming and professional wrestling, it's literally geared for little kids. Uh, admittedly, it's, I think the, the, pro- the program is rated PG right now. I think they're trying to bump it up to PG-13 just a little lately. But um, it's it's geared for a PG audience. If you start looking at what they're presenting to the kids, it's very questionable. You know, I, I didn't see it back then. You know, in in the eighties when I was when I was a little little kid. You know, I I really wasn't aware of it. Was it there? It probably was, but I wasn't aware of it. I started becoming aware of it after the fact. But now that I see it, you know, I'm I'm very hesitant to let my kids watch this stuff just because of the stuff that they put out there, man. Like, it's, it's all types of nonsense. Like, there's this one character, uh, Bray Wyatt. Are you, are you guys familiar with Bray Wyatt? Do you know I, him? I, I mean, do not I, I know, know Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So, um, Look him up. He, he, was, he had a character. Initially, when he came in, he was the Wyatt family. He was like a cult leader. And um, a la like Wayland Mercy. Wayland Mercy was a, a character in the 80s that kind of inspired this character. They're kind of the same thing. But, um... They screwed it up, right? They screwed up the Bray Wyatt character because people were loving it, but it just didn't get over after a while. It just fell apart, mostly due to the WWE booking of it. So he returned now with uh, with this character called the Fiend Bray Wyatt, and it's like um, it's called the Firefly the Firefly Funhouse, right? Yeah. Uh, these segments that they do, and it's like um, Mr. Rogers or Pee Wee's Playhouse or Yo Gabba Gabba. It's that type of deal. Right. So he comes in and he has all these little puppet characters that he talks to and he's talking to little kids and he's like, hey, kids. And he does the yowie, wowie is one of his like catchwords, and it's all colorful and stuff. But it's loaded with occult symbolism. 
oh loaded. My God, <laughs> throughout, and and they're not making any bones about it. You know, it's just out there, and they're doing it. There's this one episode that I want people. All the episodes of the Firefly Funhouse are on YouTube. There's one one episode in particular that I want people to go go take a look. It's now, when uh, the you Muscle say Man. Firefly um, Firehouse, right? Did I say it right? Um, what is that? Is that like Piper's Pit? Is it its own little segment, or is it a whole show, yeah. or what is it? It's its own little like five minute segment that they do within the program itself, within a Monday Night Raw uh, or within a SmackDown. Right, they do a little fire, like a promo segment to promote the next match or whatever. So they had this one called the the Muscle Man episode of Firefly Funhouse, and it was loaded. I mean, with with ancient, you know, Egyptian symbolism. I don't want to say Freemasonic because it doesn't belong to the Freemasons. So I I don't. I love I don't like it, dude. I love it. I love this. I love it. Um. So it's all over the place to the point where Bray Wyatt, um. It was a leading up to the Thanksgiving or the episode after Thanksgiving, and Bray was like uh, explaining to some pig, a puppet pig that he had there, and uh, the pig was, you know, he had just stuffed his face. He was like, "Oh, Thanksgiving." He's like, "Listen, man, they lied to you about Thanksgiving." Bray Wyatt says, and he's like, "Well, what's the real deal? What's the real story?" And he goes, "Well, it's the reptilians versus the musclemen. They were fighting each other, you know, and uh, that's the real story of Thanksgiving because they wanted to take over humanity." <laughs> and and then they get into some ridiculous muscle man dance and they, they're showing, literally showing Anubis and pentagrams and, and, and Anubis is the god of death. It's back there. And they're showing this for kids and it's a, a muscle man dance. So it's like a Yo Gabba Gabba episode when they're doing these dances and there's little like, uh, you know, puppets around dancing and it's all colorful and fun. But it's just being portrayed and with, you know, pentagrams dark. and uh, the all seeing and all this stuff in the background. It's crazy. What's up? Yeah, and it's super dark. You know, back in the day when I first moved to L.A., uh, I took a meeting with uh, MTV. Uh, and in the meeting, the guy goes, I pitch him idea. He goes, how does that entertain 13-year-old girls? And I go, what? He goes, yeah, how does this entertain 13-year-old girls? And you, and you look at, like, what MTV put out. I feel like MTV now is just completely irrelevant. I, I mean, maybe it's my age. But I don't see, I think YouTube and TikTok and everything is just circumvented the need for MTV. But man, when you when MTV was at its height of its stage, you realize like what they were showing the children, like what they were doing, like Miley Cyrus back in the day, you know, uh, you know, back when Madonna was hot, it was more towards like young adults in college. It was still, and music, it was yeah. still music TV. But she was doing a lot MTV. of symbolism yeah. and shit like that. But then the Miley Cyrus generation, that was just geared towards kids. And she was doing ass to ass shit. And it's like right. she's doing concerts where she's letting dudes finger her during the concert. It's like, what are you doing? Because I think Miley Cyrus is a five tool entertainer. Like she can do everything. But we know the Disney and all that stuff. We know that, like, you know, like the stuff that happens, those Mickey Mouse kids, like how many of them blow up and like how many of them we hear, like, just get used and abused mm -hmm. by people at Disney, man. And it's like really scary and sad that we still allow this group to go. But when we apply this to wrestling, here we have this guy doing, you know, why are you entertaining kids with reptilian stuff? And dark art symbolism and all that shit like that's how you plant dude 
That's no different than what they're trying to do with this trans stuff. And listen, I have no problems with trans people. When you're 18, light yourself up like a Christmas tree. I don't give a shit, man. You live your life, man. I have no problems with that. But, like, why are we having drag queens in with, like, elementary kids? You know, three third graders. That's all fucking... Well, one, let's get the, everybody freaking the fuck out. And two, that's programming, dude. And that's what's going on with this wrestling. Like... Has there anything ever come out about, like, the McMahon family, what they're involved with, any dark arts involved with that? Is there anything that ever came out about them be working with any certain, you know, intelligence agencies or anything like that? Because, like, who gets pushed forward? You know, why does The Rock get pushed forward? Is Rock in the... I mean, Rock today versus Rock then... Rock then was like a little more like not as chiseled. Why does Rock get pushed to the front? What does he do that they're like, oh, this guy's gonna play ball? You know, he you know he recently got in trouble because he put out a uh, Instagram about basically him drinking uh, liquor with the Saudi royals, and you're not supposed to drink. You know, you're not supposed to drink in Saudi Arabia. It's it's a Muslim country, and people it's like. That's what going back to you talking about him gearing up, you know, for the presidency. Is there ever any discussion about what goes on behind closed doors? Like what kind of soul do you, I mean, I'm going to ask them, is there anything where it's like some like closeted gay stuff that we see in like professional, like pro sport? I mean, in, in politics where like we just had that episode with uh, John Barber where like, Basically, everybody involved with the JFK assassination was a closeted gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have a tranny in the WWE roster. That's interesting. Um, n- not that I know of, but they do have one in AEW. His name is, I forget his name, Sonny Kiss is his name. And they went out of their way to get him to perform because they want to give off this uh, progressive vibe that they're all accepting and uh, this is what we need to be doing. And it's the same thing the WWE does. Um, uh, they did it uh, back in the 90s with Goldust. Goldust is oh, Dustin yeah. Rhodes. And uh, and he was uh, an androgynous character. You didn't know if he was gay or straight. He came out with a really hot chick, but he used to do a bunch of like you know very questionable things in the ring that made you think that maybe this dude wasn't exactly 100% heterosexual, you know, but that was on purpose. They were pushing that. Another thing that they did very recently was is called the, the Women's Revolution. Right. Because they wanted to main event a WrestleMania with women. Right. So what they did was they artificially pushed this. They pushed this really hard and got the people to get behind it. They signed Ronda Rousey from the UFC. Right. And um, and uh, they put her up against actually somebody that actually came up, I think, organically. I could be wrong. Is uh, is Becky Lynch. She's now wearing a shirt that says the man. That's her logo. She's she's the man. Right. But and but they they main evented to WrestleMania. But that wasn't an organic thing. They were trying to push an agenda here, right? And I have nothing against uh, women excelling and doing well, but I do have a problem with the agenda that they're trying to push no, because it's sure. artificial, you for know? Sure. So that's that's my issue with that. And, and they use the WWE for stuff like that or the WWE puts, him, puts itself out there for it because I don't believe that Vince McMahon is quote unquote in the Illuminati. I don't believe that, right? Or even if there is an actual organization called the, the Illuminati, I don't believe that Vince McMahon is a part of it. But I believe he badly wants to be. You know, I believe he he so badly wants to be in with the elite, and uh, he he'll do anything that he 
thinks is necessary in order to get there. Well, you right? know, you see his connections. Go ahead. I'm sorry. When mm -hmm. you bring up the whole thing about the man that fits into the, uh, you know, the movement that people say that like, um, you know how they've just basically squashed the divine feminism and feminism in this country is about women being men, you right. know, and uh, being woke in this country is men being women and being feminine. That is the that is the movement. And that's why I wish I had never made the woke boys T-shirt. But, <laughs> you know, it just is what it is that fits into it. Like feminism, what is feminism is like mother you know nature nurturing not saying that you can't do something you want to be a woman you could do whatever you want it's empowering whatever but this push to make women want to be men you know the push right. to be you know promiscuous you know and stuff like that you know that is an agenda that is pushed to make women think being like a hoe is great and being uh you know being a tough guy and I always feel that like feminists always lie to younger feminists all the time. I think they lie to them about what feminism is because this whole thing <clears throat> about how you got to fucking protect the brand. And, you know, these got these these women telling them, oh, you don't need a man. Yeah. And then they go home and they cry themselves to sleep with their 14 cats and they're drinking their box <laughs> right, wine. Right. And, all. And, you know, yeah. they're not uh, they're not honest. They just it's like what we see. Uh, why is there identity politics? Well, because one generation just lies to the next generation and includes their sickness. And identity politics works for people who just, uh, you know, want to explain why they're not where they want to be in life. And I'm not saying that people aren't out there fucking like, you know, maybe like, I'm not saying that there aren't powerful people out there that makes it hard for certain people to go. But it's like, dude, if your life is shitty, it's probably because of decisions you've made in your life. Yeah, most likely. You know, but we see this push to feminine. You know, we have these characters, these, you know, it's like someone just told me that the new uh, Saved by the Bell, the lead character is going to be a trans person. Like, wow. and you got to go. Do you think people are going to watch this? Do wow. Why are you making this show? I have trans people sending me stuff going, what the fuck is this? There's a new show with like RuPaul. And she's like some kind of guardian angel to the street kid who's like 12. And this is tranny? And, and it's like on the street. Like, who is that show for? Like... And like I like I like RuPaul. Like if you know her story, like it's a pretty amazing story. Like she's come a long way and done. And like Drag Race is a great show. It's entertaining as shit. But that show does disservice to your own people. You put a bullseye on people because you add to the fear that everyone has that the gays are coming for your kids. That shit scares people. And you're collecting a check while kneecapping your own. I would not, like if I was dry, I would never do a show like that. I'd be like, my shows are for adults. I'm not doing shit with kids. I, it's a you're a sexual being. You're defined by your sexuality. You shouldn't be doing shows with kids. It's like what you say, the gay parade. Why is your kids here? Yeah, you say that all the time. Why We're the celebrating fuck is, yeah. anal here. Why is your kids at this parade? <laughs> But you were, okay, I want to get into some of the good stuff because I've been just screaming and you're such a nice guy. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to listen to you talk and yell like a madman. Uh, oh, man, you're good and I'm entertained, bro. <laughs> Billy Ray, you were talking about programming, but you were also talking about how uh, there's stuff in there that you're saying that 
basically um, came out about 9-11 and stuff like that. Do you know, can you get into a little bit about that? Yeah, man, absolutely. Man. Um, 9-11, right? And, and that is uh, one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason why I'm here today is because of 9-11, what happened on September 11th. You know, I, I was in the city when that happened. I, I was in, in the MetLife building, which is Midtown. And I saw I saw one tower collapse in front of my face, man. You know, and uh, it changed my life. You know, and for the longest of time, I, I bought into the official story. Oh, right? this I, is good. This is I, good. I, I thought that it was the day it happened, Sam, the day it happened. I was there with um two of my friends and I turned around and I told them, hey, listen, man, this was Osama bin Laden that did this. And uh, I didn't even know who Osama bin Laden was. I had no idea. I had zero idea. I It was programmed into my mind to say that because I saw him on CNN. Yep. You know, and, yep. and, and they had built it up. They had built it up just like they would build up a wrestling match. You know, and and uh, four years after the fact, somebody came up to me, my cousin actually, shouts to him. And he's like, hey, listen, man, everything you learned about September 11th is a lie. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was there, dude. You know, <laughs> and, and he goes, um, nah, man. And uh, he, we went to school across the street from the Trade Center, he and I. And when, uh, when that whole thing went down, I went down towards the Trade Center to get him, you know, because I wanted to make sure he was okay. Of course, I didn't get there. I got stopped at a certain, at a certain point. But um, he had already turned back and, and went home. But regardless of that, he told me, hey, listen, it's all nonsense. And um, What is your I take him, on it, Billy? What do, you, what do you think happened on 9-11? Oh man, like it, we we've been lied to 100%. Right? And, and that's what I stick to. I stick to we've been lied to. Cuz I don't know what happened. I don't know who carried it out. I don't know any of that. I think I do, but I don't know 100%. The only thing I can prove without a doubt is that we were being lied to about that event. We we're being lied to about that event when when they told us that the hijackers are alive and well in the BBC, the BBC. Okay? It, it was a mainstream article. That's the article that changed my life. It says at least seven of them are alive and well. How does that happen? Dude, that is How does crazy, that happen? right? That's crazy, right? right? Man, I'm telling so you. So I want to really, know. I'm telling I, I want to know why I'm being lied to. I want to know what, why the FBI still has them up there as suspects. I want to know why the FBI doesn't blame Osama bin Laden for 9-11. Because they don't. All you got to do is go to the FBI.gov page with Osama bin Laden on it, and you won't find a thing about 9-11. Not a shred of evidence. And it continues. Regardless, you spoke about 9-11 in the WWE. As soon as I, you know, I, I became aware of what was going down, I became active. I started, you know, giving out flyers and I would go down to the World Trade Center. I still do that every year on 9-11 and try to talk to people, you know, activism. Right. Yeah. Um, I got down with We Are Change for about two years, helping them out and what they were doing. You know, so um, there's a lot of 9-11 foreshadowing in pop culture. Yes. It's just a thing. My apologies for the the sounds of New York City in the background. I love it. Sorry dude. about that. We'll guy. take it, brother. <laughs> we'll take anything you so, got. Um, 9-11 foreshadowing in The Simpsons, right? Pop culture. You everybody can go back and see that episode of The Simpsons where where uh, Homer and the family went to New York and they had the pamphlet and the nine in front of the Trade Center 9-11. Crazy. 9-11 foreshadowing in uh, The Matrix, right? It, it's in Neo's passport. Yep. I yeah. think it was either his birth date or the expiration date was 9-11. What's up, Sam? What were you going to say? Yeah, dude, uh, that whole thing, not, the whole passport says September 11th, right. dude. 
That's insane. Right. Dude, that movie is so much deeper than anybody really uh, we ever really understood. Absolutely. You know they're bringing out a new one, right? Yeah. It's not going to it's going to be shitty. I guarantee you it's not going to touch you. Dude, hush your mouth. Dude, you can't you I'm about to replace you with a Puerto Rican, brother. <laughs> we all nice. watch, I guarantee you're going to hate it. <laughs> no, dude, the Wachowskis are the shit, dude. But back to uh, back to uh, wrestling 9/11. You sorry yeah. to interrupt, sir. No, no, no. You're good, man. So, um, so yeah, pro wrestling is no different, you know. And and if it was a one-off, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, you know what? It was a coincidence. But the thing is, it's not a coincidence. It's littered in pop culture. Littered. I just gave some examples. Like we could do an entire show on 9/11 programming and pop culture. Mm -hmm. So in the 80s, there was this tag team in the WWE called the Twin Towers. It was uh, the Big Boss Man. And the African dream, Akeem, who was used to be the one-man gang. And they turned him into it's a white guy that they gave an African gimmick to. It was actually hilarious. I thought it was funny. Uh, some people <laughs> didn't think so, but I think it's freaking great. And, you know, he would do the dancing and all that. It was funny. Anyway, they were the twin towers um, because they were pretty big guys, right? And uh, they went up against uh, a variety of tag teams. One of them was the Mega Powers. That was Hulk Hogan. And the Macho Man, Randy Savage, they were the mega powers. And there is an infamous promo that you can find anywhere uh, if you go on, uh, on the interwebs and search. Infamous promo of uh, Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man talking about what they're going to do to the Twin Towers. And almost verbatim, don't quote me, but you can go and check it out. It says, we are going to demolish the Twin Towers. We are going to bring them down. You know, and, and really, like, just giving a whole breakdown of what actually happened on September 11th. Oh, my and normally God. Say, nor normally, I'd just say, you know what? Coincidence. It's the Twin Towers. You know, that, you know what do you do to the Twin Towers? You know, there's there's been uh, rumors that everybody, because they've been trying to bring down those towers for a long time before 9-11. They tried in 93. You know, it was in, um, in documents by the Pentagon in 1977. It came out that they were... Uh, drilling of planes, simulating drills of planes going into those buildings. So it's been around, you know. So um, if it was a one-off, I'd be fine, but it's not. It's one of many, and the WWE is no different. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, look at this. And I saw it after the fact. I saw it when it happened, but I didn't know any better. You know, but after the fact, you look back, and I'm like, wait a minute. How, how much of a coincidence can this actually be? Oh, my God, dude. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I mean, man, I mean, I forget the name. of. We did an episode on it, but there's something about when an event is so big, it ripples both in the future and in the past. And that that's why you see it in like a back to the future, comic books, mm. rap uh, albums. Um, I mean, you can just go on forever and ever and ever. You know about all this stuff that sing there was an our famous artist we did an episode on a famous artist who had um uh who lived in the twin towers and he basically he died in the twin towers and but he made a statue of himself and it was planes flying in and out of him and he died in the twin towers from a plane attack what is do you have a theory on 9-11 Oh man, I, I think it was. Uh, it, it had to. Our government had to be involved. They had to be involved. Do you think there were bombs inside the building? Um, 
Yes, I do think there were bombs inside the building. There was actually one guy that lives here in the Bronx. He used to live in here in the Bronx. Um, I don't. I never got to talk to the guy, but um, a friend of mine knew him, and I tried really hard to get to talk to this guy. But they paid him off, and uh, they made him not talk. He was in the basement of uh, of the trade centers, and he was burnt up like a, you know. Jesus Christ! Sorry about that. That's fine, <laughs> he was dude. burnt Whatever up, you know, that is, like you know, like it. fires. There was an exp- there were explosions down there, you know, and they gave him a few million dollars and told him to be quiet, and he did, you know. So there were obvious explosions down there. I know a couple of people that were in the trade center that told me that they felt tremors from the bottom up, right? And then even besides that, besides the personal experience, you can see, um, you know, th- those towers coming down, and you know, there's something wrong. You know, there's something up, right? There had to be. They're they're the only. They're they say that they fell down due to fires, right? And uh, they're the only three buildings in the history of of mankind, steel steel buildings, to ever fall down due to fires. World Trade Center one, two, and World Trade Center seven that didn't get hit by anything. Have you ever heard of Building Six? Yes, and Building Five. Yeah, they tried to take down Building Six and they fucked it Mm -hmm. up. They hollowed out. You know what else is going on in pro wrestling? I, 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 and we'll get into some more, if you know any more examples of a cult. Yeah. But um, pro wrestling also, and this is why I think there's a dark hand of like the CIA involved in pro wrestling. It's like, think about this. The Iron Sheik, the mm-hmm. fucking Nikolai Volkov versus... You know, Sergeant Slaughter, like that is very much playing into the narrative of demonizing people. You know, when, uh, right, you know, right. you know, Iron Sheik, I don't know if he actually said these words, but along the lines of like, death to America, you know, that played into this whole thing that we, you know, which led to what we were doing right now in the Middle East, which is basically at war with them ruining their lives doing all that stuff and like that's just programming too involved with all that stuff no absolutely man and that's part of the culture creation of the mind manipulation you know i i was a little kid very impressionable when i saw nikolai volkov and the iron sheet and uh you know iran was evil you know if, if what what else was i supposed to think russia was evil you know, because they weren't the United States. Hulk Hogan was my favorite and he was a real American, right? And he used to beat the trash out of these guys. And these guys were evil. They would do underhanded stuff for uh, Sergeant Slaughter did a heel turn for, I think it was Desert Storm, where he became aligned with the Iraqis. You know, so they play on that. They, they yes, want to be a dude. part of mm-hmm. Yes. What was that? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. They, I love they it. play on that sort of stuff, you know, and, uh, and, uh, even now, they have a, a character called Rusev, and uh, he, his wife uh, was made out to be a Russian. She's not a Russian. I think she's Colombian, but uh, she was the, the Russian bombshell, you know, and they were evil. He was from Hungary. She was from Russia. She knew Vladimir Putin, you know, but they were heels, right? And, and uh, Vladimir Putin used to be, you know, their thing that they would go to or whatever, and, and they would play them up as the bad people, the bad guys. They still do that in professional wrestling. For it's sure. a way to, to get money, but it's also a way to manipulate minds. The young ones, from the very beginning, from 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 inception, to uh, start thinking in a particular way. And then start you, thinking these are the evil guys and these are the good guys. And then you kind of look at like, you know, I think one of the most destructive movies of all time is Wall Street. 
and this famous line they have, which is greed is good. Like that kind of, I know that movie's from like the eighties, right? Johnny, is that where uh, wall street's from, you know, before Charlie Sheen got AIDS. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I mean, that line kind of ignited this kind of move in wall street where it's like, there's not enough money and you see it in pro wrestling, right? DiBiase, the million dollar man, you know, greed is good. I can buy everybody. I can buy whatever. And then at any moment when he is like, he'll cheat to win. He'll backstab somebody to win. Like these, I think about who's watching this. Think about it. It's children. Like, these are messages being put out in pro wrestling in dark arts, man. Do you know which ones I noticed the most, the most programming? Was The Undertaker. He was, like, this demon guy, and that was all for, like, that was during, like, satanic panic. Uh, yeah. And the thing would come well, up. Let me piggyback on that, right? The dead guy. He was The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at it. I was like, I was like, dude, that's creepy. You'd be watching that at, like, 8, 9 o'clock and go to sleep. And you always wanted him to lose. Because he was the undead guy. And it was creepy <laughs> as fuck. And now that I think about it, it's programming. They're yeah. like, go watch that shit. Go on. But let, me, let me piggyback on that real quick. I, I don't want to lose this point, right? The Undertaker, he's probably one of, uh, I don't know, the most uh, successful characters that Vince McMahon has ever com- come up with was was The Undertaker. Uh, Vince McMahon did exactly what you said the Million Dollar Man does. You know, he, he lied, he cheated, he stole, and he stole a lot of characters from a lot of different places, right? So, um... Undertaker was not one of them. He came up with the Undertaker character, right? And uh, at one point in the, during the Attitude Era in the 90s, there was uh, the corporate ministry. So there was the ministry that was the Undertaker and the corporation that was Vince McMahon and his family, right? And uh, there was a merging of the two. And that was symbolic for me because, you know, corporations can be incredibly evil. I believe it's the most unnatural thing that the human being can do you know, is is be involved in the day-to-day grind of a nine-to-five for a company that doesn't give a damn about you yeah. nine times out of ten, Yeah. you know? And uh, they merged with the, with the ministry, so they became the corporate ministry, the Luciferian, right? The Luciferian aspect yeah. of the, yeah. the, the satanic undertaker merging with the corporation, making the, the most powerful entity there was to have. And that's exactly what's going on in the real world. Yeah, I mean, for sure, dude. I mean, going back, you kind of got to look at George the Animal Steel, dude. And, like, how that demonized George's whole thing was that he basically was mentally ill. And he was there to scare people. And it's like the demonization of the mentally ill. We see it played over and over again, whether it's in our pop culture. I mean, how many of these Freddy Krueger was mentally ill? You know, these people, you know, uh, uh, Mike Myers from the uh, from uh, the Halloween, Halloween. dude. He was in a mental facility and he escaped and he killed. Like, this is the demonization of being mentally ill. How nobody you don't want to tell anybody you're mentally ill. I mean, this might be looking too deep into it, but it's like these are like this is for kids. Kids, man. This is for kids. Oh, another one was uh, Kurt Angle, the Olympian, super American. It was kind of all America. And that's another thing. They're going like America, join White, the army, yeah, yeah. protect the army. And I was literally never thought about it like that. I yeah. was just like America, like this Kurt Angle, the Olympian. You never want him to lose. He's got the, this little ankle lock. And it was I was I had I, no well, idea they were programming. I, well, I mean, to the, the the movement from uh, uh, Andre the Giant, which is like a, a weird misfit, to this like good looking, like 
Adonis. And then after that, everybody became Adonises that were winning. Yeah. Right? I mean, were there any other cult stuff that you know of in the... Uh, in, I mean, besides the fact that Piper's Pit, in my opinion, was the first ever podcast. Well, what is gold dust? I mean... <laughs> To me, there's got to be some kind of a cult thing there, right? There's a guy that, you know, he's dressed Well, he was this. talking that. He was like... But what is what is he? You know, I don't, I don't get what, what he was. was. You don't know what he was. Androgyny. He, like he was like part of that yeah. whole, you know, uh, um, what's his name? Ground control to major... David Bowie. Yeah. David, David Bowie. Bowie, that whole androgyny yeah. thing. You know what? I When I look back in the 80s, I laugh at how everybody debated whether Boy George was gay or not. <laughs> right. Dude, you right? know, or George Mike. Yeah. I mean, the greatest speech I've ever seen given was Dusty Rhodes' The Machine speech. Like, that yeah, yeah. should be played to people like, dude, you know, it's hard times. Hard, hard times. Time. Hard times. And Gold Dust. Gold Dust is the, the son of Dusty Rhodes, right? He, his, he was Dustin Rhodes. And uh, he's currently over with Cody over to AEW. They helped start that promotion. Um, they left the WWE because, well, Cody did. Because he wasn't happy the way he was being treated overall, um, Dustin had a good relationship with them, which was Gold Dust. But they never really gave him, you know, uh, when he came in, people were looking for him to be that next uh, Dusty Rhodes type character. But they put him under this uh, this gimmick, and everybody was was just questioning what the hell it was because it was so weird. Even for the '90s, like I mean, this it would be weird now, but in the '90s, just picture what people were thinking when they saw Gold Dust come out. And, you know, I mean, it, it's the androgyny thing, right? You don't know whether he's a male or a female. And they've been playing. You mentioned David Bowie. Same thing. Prince did it for a long time. You know, it's, it's, so the WWE was just picking up on that and trying to push that same envelope, keep pushing that in, in the same direction. See, you, I think you, uh, I, I think it's all done on purpose. I think there is a dark hand involved. I mean, just think there is how an element big that's done. On purpose. What was the biggest right. one? WrestleMania 2? Was that the Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan? Uh, it's WrestleMania three. WrestleMania, like, dude, think how big that was. I mean, that yeah. was a cultural event. And what do we know about, uh, dude? Culture is not man, not natural. It's manufactured. That's my right. opinion, dude. It's manufactured. You know what else they pushed a lot? Like that I completely noticed was uh, that Mexican American. They had the Rey Mysterio, they had Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, and it was, I had no idea, it was always, but they were always American. It was, but they would, like, try to get you because you're Mexican, so you yeah. were like, oh, I can relate because I'm Mexican and I'm American. And I had, like I said, I, had, I just thought it was just a random wrestler that was really good, and... No, it was Rey Mysterio. He was the only one that had the, the Lucha Libre mask. Well, because I think that's more from uh, that they've always had Mexican mask yeah. wrestling with. But I'm sure there is some dark arts on that, how they want to portray. Did they ever portray Mexicans as bad guys? I don't remember any bad Mexican wrestlers, do you? Well, what they did was they, they had Mexicans coming down to the ring and lawnmowers, right? So they always play mm -hmm. that racial card yeah. they did it, they do it with black people all the time they haven't shuck shucking and, and jiving i mean but they do it for white people as well like the, the biggest character in the w in wwe history is stone cold steve austin and he's the redneck and he right the raging redneck yeah. so they, they go with that the reason they made uh mysterio and uh and eddie guerrero so prominent and and gave eddie guerrero the wwe title was to incorporate the mexican crowd yeah. they did the same thing with um with bret hart 
to to get to get them to incorporate the Canadian crowd. That's all they were trying to do there. You know, That's so why they do these things. I, I would but say everything's with a purpose. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Didn't they kind of go the other way with the Rock though? Didn't he start out as like Rocky Maivia or whatever, and then right. they, as right. he People's became champ. a star, they kind of took away his ethnicity, and he kind of became more of just a like a. a because kind of nobody guy, knows right? what what he is. That's yeah. literally his joke. Right. Everybody relates to him. Everybody's Let like, "Oh, he's Barack. one of us." Yeah, he had the Texas. So, what's up, bro? Go ahead. He was the Texas Longhorn. He was the People's Champ. That's how I remember him. He was the People's Champ, and he had the Texas Longhorn. But I remember he was. He, to me, he was like a like a Samoan. I look at him and I was like, he. But like you said, you can't tell what he is. Right. Right. Um. So, yeah, you hit it right on the head. He came in as Rocky Maivia and uh, he came in with like, you know, some weird ass gimmick. He was dressed up as an Islander. He had this pineapple haircut and they <laughs> wanted to push him in that in that aspect. But it didn't work. People people just didn't get behind him up until he started showing some edge. Right. He started uh, cutting these promos. And, and that was the deal with The Rock. He is incredibly charismatic and he can cut a promo like nobody's business. Right. So when he started doing that, people started getting behind him. He's a good-looking dude, right? They, they voted him best-looking guy in the world or something in People Magazine at one point. I believe there's an agenda behind The Rock, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, right? But I believe that The Rock is being primed to become president of the United States, man. Right? Idiocracy and fulfilled. <laughs> Think about that, dude. Think about that movie. The president right. was a pro wrestler. It's not yeah. that far yeah. from Trump. I mean, he was, I mean, like, and I, he's, I mean, he learned theater from yeah. that. I mean, he learned theater. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Dude. Go on. Sorry, Billy Ray. No, you're good, man. D Donald Trump is a WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> the guy knows how to, what can Donald Trump do that The Rock knows how to do that Barack Obama knows how to do? They cut a promo like nobody's business. Yeah. They get in front of people and they manipulate them with their words and their charisma. And people get behind them. It's the same thing. If you look at Monday Night Raw, you give somebody a mic and they start talking and they're good at it. They don't have to be good at professional wrestling. People are going to get behind them regardless. It's the same thing in politics. That's why Donald Trump has so many people behind him, because he can cut a promo. He can get up there and talk, 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 and he hits back. They want to see people be snappy. The Rock was super snappy. He'll make fun of you at the drop of a dime. Donald Trump, Donald Trump does the same thing. I remember when I saw Barack Obama give his keynote speech at the Democratic National Convention. I was like, man, that guy's going to be the president of the United yep. States. Yep. Just, just because of the way he talked. It doesn't matter. Policy doesn't matter. None of that matters. It's all perception. Oh, That's just, all it is. And just think about who they ran Barack Obama against the first time. Right? Mm. John McCain. Like, is there any more <laughs> unfuckable human being on the planet than John McCain, like <laughs> Trader jo Songbird John, who just like had just all the skin stuff and was ancient, like like looked like the Emperor from Star Wars. They did it with Clinton the second time around too, when Bob Dole ran him out there. Guy couldn't even open his fist, you yeah, know, decrepit Bob Dole. Same thing. Hundred percent, dude. And that's the whole question. Like, if you look at Bill Clinton's administration. Versus Trump, it's the exact same thing, dude. It's the exact same playbook. And that's why everybody gets mad, but I'm like, dude, they're WWFing us. 
And exactly, they, 100, man. 100. That's the, that's the biggest thing I want people to take from all of this, in particular wrestling fans, that wrestling fans that don't know the real. Apply what you learned from professional wrestling to the real world, and everything will become clear to you. <laughs> it just is like, wow, I see this 100%. I see it coming a mile away. Donald ask. Trump is probably going to win another four years. Who are they going to? Who's going to match him? No, that's who's why gonna, he's doing all this shit that nobody that his base doesn't even like because he's right. so deep into it. They're like, there's no way he's not going to win. And it, even right. if elections are real, I don't. I, I I I really question if elections were ever real. I'm with you. I, I think I think uh, there's stages to this. I think uh, they're not real, but we're manipulated into voting. Right? We're given vanilla and chocolate those are our choices and they make us think that we actually have a choice and then look at cambridge analytica for instance right um they're responsible for in large part for getting trump elected yes right and they said they had five thousand data points on every american every american brother five thousand of what they did what they liked and they, they had a, a a group of people they called persuadables right that they can they can sway manipulate yep from one way to another. And that's what they do. That's how they manipulate elections. If that doesn't work, they go to the voter fraud and, you know, making dead people vote and all that other stuff. <laughs> but um, so that's how they manipulate elections. Go ahead. So. In pro wrestling, Billy Ray, mm -hmm. are they told you're going to win, you're going to lose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Do you think... It's completely... Do you th okay? So let's not even just talk politics. Let's just talk Hollywood. As as you know, everybody watched the uh, uh, what's his name the on that Globes. award show? The Golden Globes. The uh, Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And that one female actress went up and basically said <laughs> she she blamed all of her success on her abortion that she had. Oh, yeah. Why would she say that? Do you believe? <laughs> She was told to say that because I believe she was told to say that because why would someone say that? Why would you be I, like, I had an abortion and that's why I got this fucking thing? Wow, man. Uh, man that, that was really, really uh, demoralizing when I heard that crap, man. But um, do I believe she was told to say it per se? Like, hey, come here. I'm going to this is what you're going to say when you when you walk out there. No, I don't. I believe that she was manipulated and uh, and uh, coerced into saying it. I believe that they threw so much stuff at her that she can act independently now. You know, they, they don't need to wind, they just wind her up and let her go. They don't need to exactly tell her what to say. These are her own thoughts. At least she thinks they're her own thoughts. Yes. Yes, Those thoughts dude. have been implanted. Yes. Yes, 100%. They just dude. let her win and they know exactly what she's about and what she's going to say. Mm -hmm. Just make her win. And when she goes up there, we'll remind right. her, hey, don't forget, you're the woman's champ. Don't forget what you're here for. And she goes up there and just Absolutely. does it all. And that's that simple. 100%. I don't know any woman who brags uh, outside of female comedians, brags <laughs> about their uh, having abortions. It seems like a very trauma-filled um, uh, a moment for them. And I don't know. They don't seem to like to go out there and just put it out there. Dude, girls who say that are just trying to fuck. Hey, I had an abortion. Just letting you know I fucked. It's that simple. They're like, <laughs> oh man, oh man. Um, like you know, uh, it's, it's not a cool thing for anybody, yeah. right? Like uh, abortion, even even if you're pro-choice, you know, like that's not a cool. It's not something. Hey, I'm gonna go have an abortion today. Yeah, it's not something you do. 
You know, yeah. you don't get up there and brag about stuff like that. That's ridiculous, right? So uh, that's exactly what this woman did. She's out of her freaking mind. She's off her rocker completely, completely mind controlled. And when you sell your soul, brother, they can do whatever they want with it. I, they right. literally can do whatever they want. Like today, when I was flying back from Arizona, this woman handed me a plastic cup. She set it down with a little drink of orange juice. I opened the can of orange juice, drink it. Never used the fucking cup. You know what I did with the cup? Threw it out. I used it as I wanted to. That's what people could do with their soul. Whether that girl was told to say that or not, whatever she did, she kneecapped her career. Because mm -hmm. now all these, and this is a very religious country like midwest i mean you know he lives in billy ray lives in new york we live in la you know they're not as uh religious let's say as maybe maybe they are maybe they aren't depending on the community but like the middle of the country man there's giant statues of jesus giant radio religious stations they're not gonna fucking go watch that woman again they she kneecapped herself and that's what happens man and you're seeing it with these uh with um in politics right now, Adam Schiff is jumping on the sword. They're making him look like the fucking idiot because he's doing dumb shit. But it all makes me think it's all scripted. Because no one is being perp-walked right now. We know that the FISA warrants were illegal. Where are the arrests? We got some guy saying 23 are coming. I'll believe it when I see it. But it's all fucking theater, dude. All it's a bunch of nonsense, man. It's never going to happen. You're never going to see that. This is grown up. You're you're never, I hope we can look back at this and be like, damn, that dude was wrong. Billy Ray was so freaking wrong. We're never going to see that crap. Yeah. But not out of Donald Trump, I'll tell you that much. Right? We're just not going to see it. It's a bunch of nonsense. The world is a stage, right, is what you said pretty much. The world is a stage. You don't get to certain levels unless you're fully 100% compromised. Vince McMahon is incredibly compromised. Yeah, for the things sure, dude. Have been, has been accused of are next level. He's good friends with Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump is incredibly compromised. I mean, Linda McMahon, his wife, had a position in the cabinet, right, of, of small business administration. She was the head of it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was just like, put your friend on, you know? Dude, I'm sorry. They got something on that dude. And this is the game they play, man. We see it with the dark arts. I mean, how much money did they throw at LeBron James? And look at all the shit LeBron James does. And then he got exposed for his Chinese hypocrisy, you know? It's like, don't tell me about power fucking abuse and then tell us to shut up and leave China alone. I mean, like, don't do it. Because you're being, you are a pawn, LeBron. They just, they just saw you as someone who could be Michael Jordan. Now, the question is, was Michael Jordan used and abused? Was he one of these guys that were kind of controlled? Because he didn't get into politics, you remember that. LeBron James full-on in it, dude. And then they fucking yeah. just bomb. Like Vince McMahon, there's got to be some shit with him blowing somebody or something, and they just manipulate him. They're like, if you play ball, dude, you'll have more money than you want. Iron Sheik's a bad guy. Fucking, you know, Sergeant Slaughter's the fucking man. Boom. All these archetypes and stereotypes that the government wants you to believe in are, boom, right there on display. Right. For the little kids. Right uh, there for the little kids, right? Hitler said, or, or was it, I forget it was Goebbels or Hitler, but if you get the, you get them young, that's what's what they want, right? They, they want you as young as possible to mold your mind. 
And and the WWE is used as a tool for that. Go ahead. Well, the, the, the religion would be dead if they if you weren't allowed to teach it until it was you were eighteen. It would be dead. very possible. It would be dead. Philosophy, yeah. spirituality, and maybe Buddhism would be left. Everything else would be like, come on, get out of here with this crazy shit. But they get you early, and it's like why people have a a, a negative reaction to conspiracy theories is because they have been told something that is almost in their bones. Yeah, it's indoctrinated. They've been yeah. That's all they know. You can say whatever you want about Flat Earth. Again, my best friend loves Flat Earth. I'm not a Flat Earth guy. I'm not against it. But the reaction I see to people having to it is because they are like, I'm not, no, I didn't get Dude. lied to. I didn't get lied to. They've done none of the research. None. Right. They've done none of the tests. That tells you right. whether it's a ball or a flat plane. And I fucking love it. If someone asks me, because they'll, they'll, like my friends will see me in person and be like, no, no for, for real, though, off camera, do you believe flat <laughs> earth? And I know who they are, and I'll just tell them, like, yeah, for what's flat as fuck. And they get so mad yes. that I love it. And they're like, are you fucking for real? Did you not go to school? And I'm just like, uh. look how mad you are. Like, even if, you, even if it was flat or not flat. It ain't shit gonna change. Yeah. Why are you fuck you so mad? Like, it won't literally. change their life, but they get mad because everyone wants to believe they have a great bullshit meter, and they don't. Yeah. Un it's. I'll tell you this, man. I, I know quite a bit of flat earthers. Shouts to Paul on the plane and the Iron Realm Media, right? And um, you can say whatever you want about flat earthers. They put in their work. As he they go there. They're trying to do behind. research. <laughs> You have a flat earth map behind you, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's flat, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right. You, they, they put in their research, man. They go out there and try to make it happen rather than the rest of the 99% of the, of, of the public that just sit there and like, this is what I was told in kindergarten. It's round. Therefore, it must be round. And they, they have nothing else to do with it. So uh, I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of time for flat earthers. I can, they put in their work, so I have a lot of time for them. You know what it sounds like to me? You have a black belt in conspiracies. Because you know what that means? You can hear something without losing your skull and be like, oh, you know, if you want to come on here and tell me that Michelle Obama's got a fucking eight-inch black dick, I'll listen to you. <laughs> I'll listen. I'll listen. It's not my thing, but I'll listen without losing my mind. Dude, people have said crazy shit on I'm like, it's not my thing, but... I'm going to let you come on the show, say what you got to say, and let the swarm deal with you, yep. you know? And if they believe in you, you'll get a ton of followers. If not, God have mercy on your soul, well, brother. The comments will go hard on you. Don't yeah. read them. But it's like this. Hey, look at Joan Rivers, though, right? Look at, look at Joan Rivers. Look at what happened with her, right? She, she came out and said, this isn't me. Go look at it. Go look it up. Oh, yeah. She, she came out and it. said that, that Obama, uh, Michelle Obama was a tranny, and she died like a week later. Okay. She, she said this, not me. So, you know you what's go. so interesting is my friend Rick Ingram, who I love, but he could not be more opposite of what we are. And to, to, he's more, I love him. He could be whoever he wants. I don't care. I don't, I, don't, I don't only hang out with people I agree with. I, I want to hear from everybody. Uh, and he was like talking about how people uh, who sh make fun of Obama and say stupid n names about him are just idiots. And I go, well, his mom is CIA and his dad is a CIA OG. Sure. No, he's yeah, not. Exactly. No, they're not. I'm like, they are, dude. But I don't fight with them anymore. I just kind of put a little bit in their head. I've seen it happen in person whenever someone's a 
a Hillary fan. Oh. And they'll come in. They'll add, but they go to you. They go to you. It's not like you go out there and you're like, hey, I heard you're a Hillary fan. No, they come to you. And you just tell them what you believe. And they're the ones who get mad. It's like Thank you came looking for problems. You're the one who came and asked Sam to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. It's like we all know politicians lying. Why do you get mad when I say yours is lying? You're fine with me saying the other guy's lying. Mm -hmm. Why do you get mad when I say yours is lying? You know they're lying. You don't know them. Stop defending them. The data's right, there. Right, right. Right? 100%. And I agree with that 100%. It happened to me this week. Almost the exact same scenario you guys just described. I'm sitting at work, and they're talking about Meghan Merkel and, and the prince, whomever the, whatever the hell his name is. Prince Harry. And um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're talking about that whole situation, and they were like, well, you know, uh, they're really getting at this. You know, they, they're talking about it as if it's legit, and they're like, uh, you know, they're angry that she ma he married a black woman. I was like, well, you know, she's, she's a royal. And I'm like, well, what do you mean she's a royal? I'm like, well, she, she, she comes from royal bloodlines. She has, she has royal bloodlines. They would never let her get in unless she was a royal. Yep. And they look at me like I'm freaking nuts. They, they actually got upset at me. And then all I did was just do a quick search and boom, there came tons of articles. I'm like, read them for yourself. There you go. And then we got into the whole Barack Obama being cousins with, with, uh, with George Bush. Cheney, they didn't yeah. believe that either. But he so is, you know. <laughs> so it's all out there. But people have just been so indoctrinated, so programmed. They're not trying to hear it. And they're just, you know what it all, you know what else it is? It's that when you, uh, you know what, man, this is like goes back and we could wrap it up all here is like, you know what the news is? Pro wrestling, dude. You don't have to think. That's what political correctness is. You don't have to think. You can just react to shit. So when I cut, when I, when, when we find out about war, why doesn't anyone care about war? Why do all these people? And I love, listen, dude. I want to believe in Q2. I believe the information's real. I just don't think it's being given to us as inside scoop, but spoiler alerts. But it's like, why are we, you're ignoring the data, man. And the data, you know, if we don't learn from the past, we're doomed to repeat it. And we're repeating it right now with Iran. We're repeating right. it. Seven nations, five years, hammer nail. You're ignoring the data because your guy is in there. Okay? It's just right. like we keep hearing that they're doing. Dude, these kids, that uh, these protesters, they're all paid for by the CIA to protest in Iran, to destabilize Iran. We've seen this story before. It's not natural. We see in Hong Kong, the protesters all are paid. We have a guy who wants to come on and tell us that all the protesters are getting paid $1,000 a day. They've already killed 15. Supposedly, they've killed 1,500 protesters. Why would you go protest when you know they've already killed 1,500? Because you're getting paid a lot exactly. of money. What I'm, exactly what you're I'm saying. You're like, fuck say. it. I'll risk it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Why would you drug mule if you know people get arrested? Because that's a lot of money. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of right. money, man. And we're falling for this shit. I, I, I hope for the best with Donald Trump, just like I did with Barack Obama, even when I knew Barack Obama was a fraud. But I question everything they do. But, man... Going back to the pro wrestling thing, nobody likes conspiracies. You know why? Because that means you have to engage. And you got lied to. You have to go, oh, man, we're not 
bringing democracy to the Middle East. We're slaughtering these motherfuckers. That means I have to get involved. I have to protest. I have to call people. I have to do a podcast where I spread the word. I don't want to be engaged. I want to just believe in paradigms and stereotypes. And that's what pro wrestling is. 100%, man. It's exactly what pro wrestling is. Anybody that watches pro wrestling, they have a they have a inside view behind the curtain as to what it is that goes down in the real world. All you has to all you have to do is apply that knowledge into the real world. Everything becomes one hundred percent. Let's look at Donald Trump for just one second before we take off. No, dude, right? whatever, man. We're cool. You know, let's let, let's look at this, right? Jesse Ventura put it out there. A lot. I mean, a lot of wrestlers have put it out there, right? They, they get look at Hatsaw Jim Duggan. And the Iron Sheik. They were fierce rivals, USA versus Iran. They got caught smoking weed in a car together, right? Because they're friends, right? All these people ride together. They're all friends. It's nonsense. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, the most bitter of rivals. Lock her up. Lock her up. What happens? She doesn't get locked up. Not only that, he says they're good people. They're good people. He literally came out and said that. They, they went to, I mean, they, they they went to dinner with each other. I think he went to Chelsea's wedding or something. These people are friends. Yeah. This is this is a game that's being played in front of us. It's up to us if we want to buy into it. They're, they're friends. Uh, they're fighting over power. But you know what they won't do? They won't throw each other under the bus. They'll fight for power in the theater and it, whatever plays out, plays out. Right? But you know what mafia people do? They don't, they don't snitch on the other mafia fucking family. You know, it's like, yeah, right. they're in a war for fucking turf. Guess what? Bloods don't fucking sell out crips. That's how it goes. They may be banging, but they ain't selling each other out to the cops. Can't snitch. Same snitch thing, dude. Stitches. Yeah, Trump, Hillary, they're friends, but they're also fighting for the power of that yeah. seat. But they're never going to snitch on each other. You know how you could tell? I mean, to me, it was so fucking, it was retarded when Bernie got cheated and he was like, cool with her. How are you, right. how the right. fuck, you cheat me from a dollar, I don't like you. Like, yeah. how the hell, how are you going to be cool with that? And then be like, oh, everybody go vote for her. I'd be like, right. I mean, like, don't vote well, for Well, they Trump. did try to, uh, I'm not, no, he's definitely compromised without oh, yeah. a doubt. Uh, but they were going to take his wife down, too. Did you see that? They they had those uh, uh, fraud charges coming up, some fucking money laundering shit. Uh, but he definitely played ball. He took the oh, yeah. fucking cash, and that's how it is, man. And even if you got somebody in there who really was pure of heart, they would have fucking threatened to assassinate everybody in his life. And right. it's it's it, it just sucks that the only way to clean it up is for to burn the whole thing down. And unfortunately, I don't want to see my friends and family hurting and my my fellow Americans hurting. So I don't know what the answer is. He is Billy Ray Valentine. This has been one of my favorite episodes. Um, Billy, one more time. Can you tell all the swarm where they can find you? You can find me on uh, the infinite fringe on Apple podcast. Go check it out. Uh, you can find me over on hackerhameen.podbeam.com. That's where we do the pro wrestling stuff. Uh, you can find me over on Truth Frequency Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern, live every Sunday. You can find me on Twitter at ob one you know me. If you figure out how to spell it, then you can follow me. Um, and uh, th- that's all. That's the only social media I have. I'm, uh, I'm not hard to find, but I don't do the social media thing. So, hey, man, it's been a pleasure. Thank okay. you for having me, the both of you. I would love to do this again on anything you ever want to talk about. 
We can Great. do this. Maybe we can do something on Puerto Rico if you want. I'm down That's, with that. Let's do it again in the very near future. Please don't be a stranger. Do you do stand-up at all? <laughs> Are nope. you stand-up guy? I don't oh, do stand-up, no. You should um, try it, man. You're very entertaining, dude. You're very entertaining. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, have a great... Right. Uh, dude, if you're going to watch the national championship game, enjoy it. If not, take care. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate all you guys. See you in OKC. See you in Fort Worth. Go to the Patreon. Get that I Killed Epstein t-shirt on tinfallhattshirts.com. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Hold on one second, Billy Ray. Take care, everybody. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind.